hello and welcome to another episode of Wife for Life. This is Michelle McElroy, your host. And man, I have got the realest of the real on this episode. You don't want to miss Miss Jody McCoy. Welcome, Jody. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of your interviewing process. Oh my God, I'm so happy because I know you are going to bless some wives today. So tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about Jody. Okay. Well, my name is Jody McCoy. My husband and I are entrepreneurs. I'm a realtor by trade. I We also have an investment company uh, where we have about 30 rental properties. Uh, we've been restaurant owners. And we are now senior pastors of a church in Groveland, Florida. Uh, we are 19 years in, and my husband's also a retired NFL player. He played for the NFL for 10 years. So uh, also we have three beautiful children. Uh, Christina uh, just had our first grandchild. She's actually married four years in. We have a 25-year-old. And we have a 22-year-old son. So the two youngest are boys. Oh, my goodness. You have grown children. Where did the time go? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely flew by, that's for sure. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, guys, let me just tell you a little background. So Ray and Tony played together on the Indianapolis Colts, and that's how I got to know Jody. Mm -hmm. And she was one of the first wives, actually, and she probably doesn't even know this, that I connected with during training camp when training camp was five, six weeks. And woo, we, we got to visit them every now and again, but mm -hmm. it was a lot different than training camp today, which I think is only two weeks. That's what and I heard. Yeah. That's it is I'm so saying. unfair. It is so unfair, but that's what it is. But anyway, so being that you've been um, in the football or pro athletic space and then transitioned into you guys' encore careers in real estate, in entrepreneurship, in ministry, how has those roles of your husband and by connection you, how have those impacted your marriage? Oh, wow. Well, uh, it was definitely uh, something that we had to adjust to as far as time was concerned. Um, but for the most part, I think it played a positive impact um, in our marriage. Uh, it definitely uh, helped us gel together more. There, there had to be more unity for sure. Um, and just the uh, level, uh, just being compassionate for one another, uh, just going through the process of um, uh, just our busy schedules and, and everything like that. Okay. I love it. And and have you encountered any unique issues that you feel were as a result of your husband's career, like in the NFL or in his encore careers, like one or two issues that you would say had impacted you guys that you guys had to work through? Uh, I can think of two right off the bat. One being while he played in the NFL, he had uh, 15 surgeries. So having to deal with the 15 different surgeries from the top of his head to 
all the way down to his feet. So he's endured the 15 surgeries where that was definitely something uh, to deal with. Uh, it, it took a lot of prayer, that's for sure. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta, we gotta pause and take that in. 15 surgeries, Jody. 15 surgeries. Oh, right. Career. And I could imagine that probably worked on his psyche as far as you know, making the team or them keeping him or cutting him, or how did you how were you his support during those 15 surgeries? Uh, you know what, Michelle, we both um, had a relationship with the Lord before we got married. So I think if anything, it built on our faith in Christ. So that was definitely a building factor. Um, also, my husband, uh, he was he's very determined. So being in the NFL, knowing the lifespan of a football player, especially his position, I believe it was three to four years, he was determined that. I'm going to get back out on this field. And most of his surgeries while he was playing, uh, the return was supposed to be uh, much greater. But I think he came back either three to four weeks earlier than mm. what they said that he should. So he was very determined. And um, I think that made it easier on me, knowing he wasn't the type of person that was woe is me. He was a yeah. fighter. And that definitely helped in the process. I love that because I feel like Ray and him have great synergy in that. And it's probably across the board with all athletes. But let me just tell you, one of the things I remember about your husband is one time going to the gym with him and Ray. <laughs> Wait, what are you Jody. Doing? <laughs> Ray, Jody, they were the loudest people in the gym. I'm telling you, when they would throw that weight up, it'd be like, ah, ah. That's what <laughs> That's my husband. That's mine too. I swear. So oh, anyway, back to the issues. You said you had two. What was the second one other than the 15 surgeries that were a challenge for you during uh, these careers? So that was during his career. Um, during our ministry career, uh, my husband's also a two-time cancer survivor. So that was just a whole nother level of faith as well, too. So 2012 is when that started. The end of 2012, uh, he was diagnosed with leukemia. Um, we knew he was very tired and he's a very active person. But he was just like, I know something is wrong with me. I just feel it. Something's not not right. I'm really, really tired. And then about uh, about six years ago, Six, seven years ago, he was diagnosed with um, uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, which he defeated as well. So when I tell you that this has been a faith walk journey with uh, just with us in general, uh, just the different issues that come up in life, uh, God has definitely been faithful in the process. We definitely held on to his unfailing word mm -hmm. and we've come out. Definitely. And definitely a testimony for other people and an encouragement to other people as well. Wow. So he twice and two different ones, not even uh, a recurring, right? Those are, are they related those two cancers or no? Well, typically with uh, the, um, with the first one, he got the leukemia just with the different meds and stuff like that, they'll tell you that some side effects, you know, you can possibly get this or that. And that was one of the side effects from just the medication and stuff like that. 
What? Yes. OMG. And so when I think about wife for life, right, I think about the different hats that we have to wear. Yes, most definitely. How did you handle your motherhood hat? during that time because i would imagine the kids may have been freaking out you know because their faith is not where our faith they haven't they haven't lived as long as we have yet so how did you handle that as a mother uh dealing with your husband's you know cancer well the good thing is my mother was actually living with us at the time so she was able to be a support there. I, we're close to my mother-in-law. We're close to his mother as well. She was a support system as well. Um, Christina was in the service at the time and actually took leave from the service. So she was able to be around. So my husband was fortunate enough to have uh, three people where we rotated. We yeah. never left him alone. And then my boys were in, I believe, freshman and sophomore in high school. So with that being said, staying encouraged and encouraging them that everything's going to be all right. Dad's coming out of this. So I, I think it's your perspective that's able to keep everything together when you're going through something like that. And yeah. I stay positive. I kept it positive even when doctors came in and said that, you know what, if he doesn't get a transplant, he's not going to make it. Seeing people die every day around him in the rooms around him. So uh, I'm kind of like a little quiet storm. So, you know, if a doctor came in and, and was saying something, I'd have my little smile. But inside, you know, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. In the <laughs> mighty name of Jesus. You better say that. Jesus, I rebuke that. Uh -uh, we standing on the word of God. And I would just encourage it encourage him in that aspect as well so he did really really well yeah i know you were in that laying hand sprinkling oils doing everything i know you was doing it because i know you you are a prayer warrior and that's one of the things that i absolutely love about you and and that just kind of brings me to you know just thinking about you know a lot of people are going through um mental health issues you know and I know that, you know, let's just talk pastor's wives, okay? okay. I know that pastor's wives go through a lot of um, judgment, a lot of expectations, you know, how, you know, with all this other stuff going on in your life and then having to do with, deal with that as well, how did you deal? Wow. Give us a skinny girl. <laughs> Well, Michelle, I think I learned early in our marriage, um, just being a new Christian, um, where my source and my strength came from. And that was actually from the word of God. And once I got a revelation of that, I feel like it was much easier to deal with the ministry once we got into ministry and then everything that's added on to it. Uh, I love Hope International and what we offer. And I love our, our women's ministry because I actually set an atmosphere there where we embrace everyone. So it doesn't matter what level of income you come from. It doesn't matter uh, what color you are. And it doesn't matter your age. So if you've ever seen my women's ministry, we have all of that and we all get along. I'm all about encouraging 
one another, encouraging women. We're, we're not there to talk about each other because guess what? God made you an original copy. You, you don't have to be like anybody else. You bring your little uniqueness and, um, and then that's where God uses us the most. And that's where we compliment one another. So I'm all about complimenting. I'm all about encouraging. I'm all about telling you who you are. If you feel down and low and you don't know who you are, um, you're a king's kid. Come on now. You, mm. It's not about your makeup. It's not about what you wear. It's not about what you drive. And so many times women get caught up in that. And I know that we as women, pastors, wives, we can get caught up in that. But once you know who you are in Christ Jesus, guess what? All that stuff falls down by the wayside. Mm -mm. You'll be Amen. all right. That's right. Mm -mm. You say, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that at home. Mm -mm. I love that. And when I think about women's ministry and I think about, you know, the experience you went through with Tony and the uh, cancer um, experiences, I think about our network or our tribe, the people who we surround ourselves with. Did you guys have some people that were like mentors or influencers in your life that helped you along your marital journey? Oh, we definitely did. We definitely did. There were uh there was a couple back in Indianapolis called the Bacons. Um he was actually a chaplain at the time, Chaplain uh Bacon and his wife Mary. They were a big influence on our marriage and they hel actually helped us out a lot. And then now that we have our own church and ministry, we have people there as well that, you know, we can funnel people through and, you know, that will be a support and encouragement to them and help them on their journey in their marriage. Yes, I think that is so important. And I cannot emphasize that enough for wives who want to be a wife for life. You have to find a wife that's doing the doggone thing and doing it successfully and surround yourself by like-minded people, people that want you to win in your marriage. Not you, like, like Jody, when we were talking, what, what did you say? Don't, you know, a married woman can't hang with single women all the time. You, you know, cannot hang with the single women all the well, you you don't need to hang out with single women, uh, because they're gonna influence you. And this that's not the influence that you need in your marriage. You need someone that has been in the trenches where you are or where you're going, that's that set that has lived that life, and that's what you need, and that has made it, that has come out where you see that their marriage is solid. That's what you want to uh, mimic. And that's what you want to follow. You want someone that's going to speak life into your marriage and into you as well. You don't need anybody that's, I'm sorry. You don't need anybody that's telling you that, um, you know what, hun? I wouldn't take that because nine times out of 10, if they had your man, they would take it. They take it. Yeah. So we definitely want to encourage you guys. We're not saying kick all your friends to the curb, but what we are saying is be careful who you get advice for your marriage from, because, you know, you want people that are going to pour into your marriage that are going to communicate the hard things, the things you really don't want to hear, but you need to hear in those moments, like sacrifice, like okay. compromise, you know, okay. um, a lot of people don't, don't get those things, but a lot of people do. 
And those are the people that are going through it. So you want to make sure that your tribe is the right tribe for you. Amen. Right. Amen. That's how you be a wife for life. <laughs> Amen. There's di there's different levels of um, intimacy that you should have with your friends. So definitely um, the level you need to pick the level that they need to be on for sure. Yes, I like that. You need to you it's it, it's figuring out what placement they have in yes, your life. Yes. That's awesome. So um testimony wise, you know, is there a testimony or you know, just something that you would share that you think is meaty, like the wives really need to know this. Um, this is a testimony for my life, for my journey, that I would definitely give advice to them on. Definitely. Um, if I had to encourage some women today in their marriage, one of, one of my things that I would tell them is that um, everything doesn't need a comment in your marriage. Uh, sometimes it's better to keep your mouth closed <laughs> when you're going through the process and take it to the Lord and let the Lord deal with that, with that spouse on that issue. Um, I know there were many times in my marriage where I felt like I had to address every little thing. And then I had to learn that, you know what, just keep your mouth closed. It's going to be all right. Your husband's connected to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if he's connected to me, then I'm going to speak to him. And another big thing, what I found out just even in ministry, some of the things that women get upset about is, you know, I've been telling my husband this for years and now such and such came in and said the same thing I've been saying to him and now he got it. That's okay. You mm -hmm. can pray about it. God doesn't work the way that we work. His ways are not our ways. And that's what we have to understand. God's going to do it his way, which is the best way. <laughs> Yes. Definitely the best way. So those are some things that I would en encourage a wife and definitely um, find an inner circle uh, for you to get encouragement from. Mm. Uh, definitely find that inner circle. You can't talk to everybody about your situation. Keep your family out of your business. OK, because <laughs> guess what? when y'all come back together. They're going to remember everything that you shared with them and mm -hmm. they'll they'll be the ones uh, heard, holding judgment against your spouse. So just keep them out. Keep that relationship pure and solid and find you some people that you can talk to about your marriage if you need to. Michelle's available. I'm available. I'm sure she'll give you my number, but you definitely need to do that. And I think that's a way to keep your marriage strong and to be a wife for life, as Michelle said earlier. Uh, Michelle, if I could just add on, if I could give advice for just children, um, we definitely go through different seasons in our life uh, mm -hmm. with our children. When they're younger, they're more needy. Yes. And sometimes that's very stressful for a mother. And mm -hmm. we can look at our husbands and be kind of jealous of them because they can just get up and go and mm -hmm. hear you know, we have to be in place and there for our kids, yeah. but you're going to go through those different seasons. I'm in the season of the empty nester. And I remember my kids were going off to college and that was a big thing too. So you're going to go through just different seasons, but remember that seasons don't last forever. So that's right. That's right. They have a beginning and they have an end. Amen. Amen. Yes. And, and actually, that's a beautiful thing, because if it is a difficult season, you know that there's a brighter side coming, Amen. you know, and that alone could be encouragement. 
Amen. Most I mean, I just think about college. And once I got to junior year, I was like, there's a light and I can see it. It's at the end of the tunnel. Let's go. You know? So yeah, definitely that is with uh, motherhood as well. And I do know that you having three, me having four, it doesn't even matter if you have one child that it feels consuming when they're young, but as they get older, they want less to do with you and you kind of get your life back, you know? Amen. So it's, it's really awesome if you just wait it out and that's where the longevity comes into play, right? Amen, amen. And don't lose yourself in that because Michelle, you said that's when you get your life back. But if you have consumed yourself with your kids, when you get your life back, you kind of like lost. Don't yeah. get lost in the process. Take time for yourself. You need. You still need to do self-care and all of that. Yeah. Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, make sure you do that every two weeks or so. Something like that, for yeah. sure. And Michelle, if I could just add back, giving Please. advice to the married women. Make sure my husband and I are so busy. We really are. Yes. We have a lot of different things going on in our life right now. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things we make sure that we do once a week is date night for us. And we make sure we have that time. I don't care if it's just going to eat dinner, watching a movie, or spending time together right at home. You need that time once a week. And the commitment needs to be made that we're going to pour into each other at least once a week. <laughs> yes. I love that, Jody. Thank you for adding that on because I'm a strong advocate for date night as well. And the reason being is because that's the one time where your attention could be undivided and oh, just yeah. on you too. And it just makes me remember the dating times. You know, when we're in the dating phase, that's what we do. Exactly. We give each other our individual attention at all times and we love it but then as we add on to that add on a marriage license add on children add yes. on work somehow that gets lost in the shuffle and ray and i like you guys and this is throughout our entire marriage we always did date nights sometimes in jogging suits sometimes in heels in a suit but no matter what we did date night. We didn't play okay. with our date night and we still don't play with our date night. In fact, it's become date nights. <laughs> there you go. Because you're in a different season now. You're in a different season. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so listen, you know, I have uh, research studies um, that have talked about the effectiveness of the married man in corporate America, right? And what I found is they say that married men tend to be more successful and better managers and um, CEOs or high level, high profile positions because of the marriage relationship and all that it brings. Do you feel like your marriage has um, benefited your relationship with others, and uh, especially because of the quantity of people you have to engage with in ministry, I would imagine you've seen some level of impact. What has that been for you? I I definitely think so. 
Um, it opens up a level of um, compassion for other people because uh, you got to have that compassion for your spouse. It opens up a level of giving because you got to give to your spouse. So yeah. you're 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 learning to give to other people. Um, trust as well. Um, if you're not married it could be harder for you to trust people. So definitely trusting people, um, respecting other people's opinion, because you have to do that in a marriage as well. So those are just some things I think play a role and uh, benefiting outside relationships. I love that. Um, so in um, thinking about marriage, right? Talking about marriage, what would you do differently if you had it to do all over again, what would you do differently in your marriage if you had to do it all over again? Wow. Well, one of the things I didn't share earlier is that my husband and I were married from the date we met to the date we got married. We did that all in six months. I do not recommend that to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were married in six months, so we really didn't know each other. And then also, um, I would I would have waited longer and we would have done premarital counseling. I think that's huge. I think that's big. It kind of opens up your eye to uh, the bigger picture when you get married. Um, when you're dating, you 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 just falling all over that other person. Uh -huh. But once you once someone brings to your attention all these other aspects that's going to take place in marriage. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's why we struggled um, even more in our marriage because we weren't exposed to all that. And I would definitely um, record, I would have waited. I would have done premarital counseling. And another thing that I would have done mm -hmm. is set up some boundaries or some standards in my, in my marriage I think I was really laid back and lax and I know who I am as a person, but everybody's not like me. Right. And, and that's something that I had to realize. So just setting up boundaries um, instead of waiting five, 10 years into the marriage, you know, if we yeah. could have done that from the beginning, I, I just think there are a lot of, a lot of things that we would not have had to gone through. Yes. So when you talk about boundaries, can you give us an idea of what that would look like? What would a boundary be for you or would have been for you if you had to do it all over again? Well, I think just probably uh, speaking up, for instance, we our husbands were NFL players. Um, also, there's the ministry as well. And then um, I know you deal with women uh, in the entertainment field or the corporate world. And I think uh, having a level of understanding um, the husband and the uh, wife and what they're comfortable with, uh, being respectful to uh, your spouse's comfort level, yeah. maybe uh, where I, I feel like I'm a little more comfortable um, versus my husband um, and respecting his wishes. Uh, so maybe having a conversation uh, with my husband, you know what? sweetie, I'm not comfortable with um, you being close to that lady or you going uh, in a in a room alone with this particular person and vice versa. Your husband may not feel comfortable with different things that you are with your level of comfortability is OK with. So I think I think um, boundaries as far as 
um, outside people with your relationship. Um, I think also boundaries um, with money. These are just things that I've seen where the enemy could come in and uh, have a foot a foothold in your marriage. I personally feel like if you keep your money together, it, it, it won't be so easy for he or she to slip into doing something that they shouldn't be doing with their money. Mm -hmm. um, so those are some boundaries that I can think of. Yeah, I love that. Yes, yes. I, I love that because, you know, marriage is already hard because you have two different people yes. coming okay. together and we were raised differently. We have different triggers from our upbringing. Yes. We have different ideologies of how things should be done. Uh, one of the things that I remember um, regarding finances uh, when Ray and I got married is initially um, Ray, first of all, at first when we got married, I was working. And mm -hmm. then once we start moving toward the idea of having children, I was not. Mm -hmm. And um, Ray made all the money and that made me feel a little insecure. Right. And I know a lot of wives are, you know, independent women minded. But back then, uh, it was it was a transition period. We weren't quite there yet. And to be honest, I would not necessarily do that differently because now knowing my capacity, dealing with the children and a full time job, whoo child, that would have been too much for me. Oh, but with that being said, uh, I too uh, wish that I would have spoken up more or differently because. I probably did speak up, but not in a language that he could hear. I probably was blah, 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 blah. And he was like, ah, you know. But the point is, is that um, whatever situation you're in, in your marriage, even if it is only one person is making all the income, it does, it, it's to become one in all aspects, in all oh, yeah. aspects. And we were believers of merging money and Ray never uh, made me necessarily feel that way. It was on, of my own feelings that I was hesitant in certain areas. But my advice to wives would be to, yeah, talk that through. Because one of the things he thought was, this is what a man is supposed to do. A man is supposed to be in charge and take care of everything. But I was a banker. <laughs> And, and, and Michelle, every marriage is different. It is. It's it just is. different. You got to see what works for you. That's and all work that thing together. So you can't take my marriage and say, this is how they do their marriage. Yes. No, you need to sit down with your spouse. What, what This is what works for us. So this is how we're going to move forward in our marriage. Yes. And don't let that. any outside force, you know, come, come in between that. That's right. Because what works for one couple may not work for the other. Amen. And, and that's what's so important. And that's where a lot of people get hung up with judgment and criticism and things like that. Girl, you don't cook dinner for your husband every night. I can't cook, but he's a good cook. And I'm not talking about my marriage per right. se, but that may be their situation. We got to learn to live, leave people alone. Let them do them, you know. Amen. Amen. So anyway, each couple is unique. And I agree. Now, I know that you're a realtor, you're a co-pastor, correct? Correct. Co-pastor, still momming uh, to a certain extent. 
and of course, wife for lifehood is going on. How do you balance all of that? <laughs> Honestly, Michelle, we have not perfected that thing. I am still a work in progress, um, <laughs> taking each day at a time. Our need, our different, I have different needs that come up every day, um, different appointments. So I haven't even mastered that. And I think we'll always be a work in, in progress, honestly, to be honest with you. So yeah. I can't say I have perfected anything. I'm still working on that thing. <laughs> As we all are. We are all a work in progress, right? In process, in progress, however you want to say it. I suck at cliches. But with that being said, you know, would you attribute that to the season of life you're in? Most definitely. I would definitely say that. Um, we just opened up a new uh, community gymnasium in our community. So Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. God is good. It's the first of it in the area. And uh, God allowed two Black people to do that thing. So in, in this prejudiced uh, um, city. So mm. God definitely blessed us in that area. But right now it requires more time. We're setting things up. We're getting people in position, getting jobs prepared to hire people. So of yeah. course that's going to require more time for us. Um, yeah. take, take away more of our time. Um, yeah. My son is starting um, a two new businesses and he is pulling me left and right. So that's taking time to get all that set up for him. So that's the season that I'm in now. And it's uh, requiring more time. Oh, my goodness. We're talking to a wife extraordinaire, guys. Oh, <laughs> you are doing the doggone thing. And I love it. And and it just makes you know me think about the seasons that you talked about before and just knowing that, you know, uh, balance does not mean equal. And mm -hmm. I actually got this from um, a book by Shonda Rhimes. I think it was the year of yes, where, you know, she, the way she explained it is you're always giving something more than something else at a period in time in your life. It's about prioritizing what needs to get done right now in this moment. Amen. Amen. And right. then also people say, people say, you know what? The husband's supposed to give a hundred percent and the wife's supposed to give a hundred percent. Well, that makes 200%. So that's not possible. <laughs> that's not possible. So a hundred percent. And sometimes it, when my husband was sick, laying up in a hospital bed, I was giving a hundred percent. I was making sure the kids were taken care of. The bills were getting paid. Um, sometimes it's, is uh, 80, 20, 60, 40. It just depends on the need at that particular time in your marriage. Yes. And you get to communicate through that. What is your current need? What do you need from me, honey, right now? How can I be of service to you? How can I be a help meet? And sometimes we have this false expectation that our spouses should know what we need. Well, that that's like shooting yourself in the foot. You you can't be fully functional with an expectation like that. You know, the best way for your marriage to be fully functional is through communication. You got to share, right? Amen. And if Amen. you're overloaded, I'm sure you're like, "Whoa, you know, I have to get with you later or, you know, I'll do that next week." But I'm sure you guys, you and Tony, have to communicate through this new 
wonderful adventure in addition to all the other things because you know he's becoming very well known in the area and you guys business savvy is freaking phenomenal can you tell us a little bit about your your uh, entrepreneurship well when we when tony was playing football in the league i believe it was three years in we did we decided we wanted to go into real estate Tony actually said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to buy a house each year. And that's what we did. Each season, we bought a house. Some seasons, we bought two or three houses. Um, and now we're at a place. Now we have 30 properties. They're all paid in full. Uh, we have a management company now. We used to manage them ourselves. Uh, when he got sick, we decided to get a management company. Uh, we decided to stay with the management company because we're full-time uh, pastors as well. So we're doing a lot of managing in that area now. So uh, that's, what, that's what we decided to do. I decided to get my real estate license um, about 12 years ago because we had so many people coming to us asking us to help them find houses. And we were working with about three or four different realtors. And I'm like, we giving money away. What are we doing here? So of course my husband said, I don't have time. If you want to get yours, then get yours. So that's what I did. <laughs> I went ahead and got my, my real estate license and we've been working ever since. Uh, we're, we're actually getting ready to add on a new one soon, Michelle. Uh, oh my, my husband's always desired to have a, um, an apartment complex. So we're going to do some quadruplets. Okay. <laughs> uh, Quadruplex is what they're called. We're going to do some of those in, in the upcoming year. So that's going to be added to our portfolio as well. We have a Christian uh, preparatory academy school that we started six years ago. Um, of course, we don't run it, but we are the founders of it. So God has just blessed us to be able to um, add to our portfolio just about every year something different. So we're definitely blessed and thankful to God for allowing us to use us in those different areas. Amen. I mean, that's teamwork at its finest. And <laughs> speaking of teamwork, you know, there are some couples that are nervous or absolutely are like refusing to work together, but you guys seem to work together so well. How has that journey been? And how did you get it to this well-oiled machine that it is today? Oh, well, bless your heart, because it's not a well-oiled machine. <laughs> but, but we do, we for the most part, we do work well together. Um, I'm very strong-willed. He's very strong-willed. And I think it's learning how to hear from one another. So, you know, he could he could say something and be going through some different things. And I would have to sit back and just take it in, digest it. Um, let it marinate for a little while before I respond. I'll be 55 in November. So I think I've learned a few, a few things in the process. <laughs> but I think just hearing the other person, because sometimes people say stuff that they really don't mean. They're just going through something. Yeah. And I, I think a listening ear is, is a major part in working uh, with your spouse. And then there's a level of respect that you have to have for one another. Um, even if you you may know something, there's a there's a way that you have to communicate that so it doesn't come off like 
you know, you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. But, yes. you know, what, sweetie, I was thinking about this. I heard this. And, you know, maybe somebody's doing this. And I heard that it was really good. It's a way that you speak to your spouse for them to be able to receive what you're saying. That's good, Jody. That's good, man. Woo. You didn't made it warm in here because that comes a lot easier if you practice it. You know what I mean? It's not a natural thing, especially for very strong willed women like us, you know. Yes. Um, and um, I'm a direct communicator. So, and Ray is not. So, for me to come in like full force and get straight to the issue, and I'm analytical, woo! Ray was probably like, Lord. I'm trusting that you gave me this woman, but I'm not feeling it right now. You know, I'm not feeling it. But the thing is, I did have to learn how to communicate indirectly in his style, babe. I think that's a great idea. And I just want to make it formidable by asking you a few questions. Is that okay? You know, and ask permission to come in strong because I come in strong, Jody. And so <laughs> with that being said, I... I know, right? I really, and that's why I love you. We we got that synergy going on. We <laughs> but I love that advice, you know, that we have to be careful how we package uh, what we are trying to say one another. And the same thing vice versa for husbands, even though I'm not so sure how many of them are listening, but it goes both ways. You know, we both have to be very careful to not demean or discredit each other because a lot of... So we work with a lot of professional athletes and their wives, right? Mm -hmm. And too many of those wives don't feel they are valued in the relationship because their voices aren't being respected. They aren't being heard. And in the best scenario, they aren't being acted upon, you know? Amen. So I like to encourage, you know, um, women to self-advocate. You know, and just let their husbands know how they're feeling and maybe even give them some tidbits on how they can improve in that area. Wouldn't you say? Most definitely. And that's why I said earlier, if you can find a couple that can mentor you, that is definitely key that you can. You know what, baby, maybe we need to speak to them to get an outside opinion or so that we can come together and see eye to eye. Yes. That's always beneficial. It actually took me, it actually took us years before my husband would receive something. And yes. I just couldn't understand it for the life of me. What is wrong with this man, Jesus? But I, I think it was just a man thing. And I think it was just having to him to go through the process to see this woman trying to help you, boo. What you doing? He got it now. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, it might be a process too. Maybe there's something that God is trying to do in your spouse, mm -hmm. and maybe you are in the season to where you just feel unheard. And I would say, take it to the Lord, write it down. These are some things that I need to change in this marriage, and start speaking life over those things. Yeah. And I remember this as well, and it used to burn my husband up. I used to say, if he would come at me strong. And instead of me getting strong back, I would be like, I'm not sure who you are, but that my husband wouldn't speak to me in that manner. And he tells his story today like, man, that would just burn me up inside to say that I 
wasn't her husband. Yeah. <laughs> no, that spirit's not my husband, baby. You're going to have to come back. And, uh, 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 I'm not doing that. I, I'm not even going to talk to you right now because that spirit is not, not my husband. My husband wouldn't talk to me like that. And then just start speak, speaking life over that situation. You know what? My husband's kind. My husband's respectful. And he wouldn't talk to me like that. That was something that got to my husband. And he didn't like that. So he could get his tune and check real quick. Like, ooh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was clever. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, Jody, I just want to thank you so much for being just a wonderful add-on to our line of fabulous wives on Wife for Life podcast. I am so happy to have you. And hopefully in the near future, you'll join us again. That would be my pleasure. I thank you for even asking me to be a part of your podcast. Um, may God continue to bless you. And I just declare that you keep going from level to level to level. And I look forward to seeing you next weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it as well. Ministry mates, here we come. So, yes, thank you so much for participating. Thank you guys for watching or listening. We appreciate you guys as well. And we hope that you got something out of this podcast today. Although I'm pretty sure you did because I did. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jody. This is Wife for Life. And I am signing off. Till next time. Peace. <laughs> Bye-bye.